Not all those who wander are lost. J.R. Tolkien. Welcome to Aegis Travel Adventures. We are Ken and Giselle. We have been to over 100 countries and are still looking to see what is around the next corner. We love wine, travel, and adventure. Listen to our podcast where we share the fun of the magical places, people, and cultures that have touched our lives. Aegis? Hey, Aegis. Hey, travel? Travel. Adventure. Hello, this is Ageless Travel Adventures, podcast number 10. This is Ken. And hi, this is Giselle. Today we'd like to give you an update on our recent visit to Malaga, Spain. It's a very interesting city. We had been to it, uh, I'd say, two or three times before, and yet we still find it uh, interesting each time we go there. Malaga's big claim to fame is some Mm. famous artist was born there. Picasso, and he lived his early years there. They've uh, turned his house into a small museum. It's but, more like a flat. It's more like an apartment. Yeah. And the uh, city uh, started a Picasso museum with quite a bit of his uh, works and art. And while we were there, <clears throat> they're celebrating the 50th anniversary of his death. So there's various exhibitions in different cities, and Malaga's going to have one, but it, uh, a, a special exhi- ex- exhibition of his works. But it's later this year, uh, as would have uh, Madrid and some other cities, Barcelona. So none of those were uh, available for us during our stop in Spain. But we'll keep an eye on them. I'm sure something <clears throat> will happen in the U.S. this year. Uh, because of his uh, famous, what's that? Oh, April eighth. Yeah, his death. Giselle's showing me the his actual death was April eighth, in nineteen seventy three. So we just passed that date. But the 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 whole year is the anniversary um, of his fiftieth anniversary of his death. So um, we did go by the museum. And interestingly enough, um, the line was, <laughs> I don't know, looked like a couple hours long to get in. And we had said, well, we may go in if we can get in easily or have a fast pass or something like that. <clears throat> but th- th- like I said, there was no special exhibition there. There's a couple cruise ships in the port. And so the town was busy. <clears throat> but as we're approaching Easter, uh, it was the busiest that we've ever seen it. So we, we passed on that opportunity. <clears throat> There's a main square in the town, which is next to uh, a Roman fort, a, a Moorish, I would call, fort residence um, fortification. And from the corner of the park, you can see the home where Picasso was born. There's a, <clears throat> there's a statue of him. On sitting on a bench, everybody t- likes to take selfies with. Pretty much a full life statue, bronze. <clears throat> so we walked around the city. Again, it's really pretty. It's the streets are were real wide open, and um, they've laid it out very well. The historic district for tourism or for shopping. It's it's one of the nicer cities that you that I think in the area that you go to. Things are easy to get around. Um, most restaurants have both English and Spanish. And then there's obviously there's hundreds of them out there to to go and to eat at or have a beer and hang out. It, it's a real cafe town. 
Uh, you know, people like to sit outside, enjoy the, particularly this time of the year, enjoy the, the warmth of the sun. And uh, it seems to be the dry season every place we've been in Spain. So uh, it's cool at night, uh, warmer during the day, and very, very sunny. Um, there's also a really neat, we, we discovered this time, um, uh, one of those uh, food market stall things that you go and there's um, in Europe they're they're kind of built in also more with the um, with the fish market uh, usually the fish markets on one side and then <clears throat> then you'll have food stall wine stalls cheese stalls tourist stalls but this one was really good we we stopped and had some sangria and uh, just walked around and it's always a good it's a feast for the eyes and and your, your senses because you have these flowers fruit food and then just fun to people watch seafood shellfish uh, <clears throat> you know fresh fish of all kinds <clears throat> and of course in spain the famous iberico ham <clears throat> which can because it's aged for so many years can be extremely pricey and in fact when we were at home we were looking at our uh, costco website and they have a a iberico ham leg that they offer it's pretty pricey i think it's a couple hundred bucks but uh as good as the ham is i think we would certainly consider purchasing it there um not something we would bring back uh, on a trip so um the market was was quite interesting uh and, and within it are restaurants <clears throat> and we've seen these in in barcelona and other spanish cities where you know the outside of the market area or and sometimes even uh, one row in, they have a bar. You can sit at the bar and eat and drink, and then they have outside seats along the market. And um, a lot of the food is is uh, what's in the market. It's fresh, uh, so it, it's a nice experience. So uh, something I think you know when you when you go to a Spanish town, look look for the market, and uh, you know it's it's more of a morning thing than a late afternoon thing, but. Um, it certainly seems to be going strong right up until uh, after lunch. Yeah, so we, um, you know, we, <clears throat> so we enjoyed Malaga. We walked around, like Ken said, and just enjoyed the city. I had to find a drugstore, so Ken sat down and had a few beers while I went and shopped around and got my necessities, and then we went on back to the ship. So let me talk a little bit about uh, some of the things I mentioned earlier. <clears throat> they've uh, they've done a fair amount of excavation in, in different places in Malaga, and uh, there's Roman ruins, and part of it, what's at the bottom of the old Moorish fortifications, which is uh, on a hill, uh, is a semicircular Roman theater, and they've excavated it nicely, and, and it has a platform um, you can walk across and, and look at it, so they're trying to preserve the the stones and stuff from the tourist traffic. <clears throat> and then you can also pay and go into the, the Moorish fortifications. And as with, you know, in Granada, the Alhambra and Seville, uh, the Alcazar, uh, these aren't as impressive, but I think all the, the Moorish uh, designs are very interesting with their complexity um, and uniformity in that. Uh, what's on one side is on the other side, and they balance out very nicely. So it's it's an interesting experience. <clears throat> and as we were walking around um, last time we were there, not this time, 
we had discovered that they had found more Roman ruins a little further out. It looked like it was at the edge of the old Roman wall and they were uh, putting some of that on display with plexiglass and so on. And I think it's an ongoing thing. You know, they, I mean, Roman ruins are 2,000 years ago when, uh, when they were here and, you know, this, many things have happened since the Romans were there and they, they tend to build over uh, a lot of the stuff and put streets on top of it. And in the case of the, uh, the Moorish fortifications <clears throat> to help build their palace and, and walls, they took a lot of the stones from the, the Romans, you know, uh, buildings and, and uh, fortifications and, and the amphitheater as well. And it was noted on a sign about it, and uh, our guide was talking a bit about it, that every time they do a project in the city, and they're particularly when they're digging up roads and, and, and putting in water pipes and sewage and stuff like that, they keep finding all kinds of stuff. Because Malaga is a city that existed before the Romans, and uh, you know it was on the trading route, and you know, you could go back and look at the history of Carthaginians and Visigoths and Phoenicians and you know all of them, although they may have had small fortifications, uh, were there over the years. So it, it's it's an interesting city. <clears throat> um, we did look go by the cathedral, and the big cathedral is called uh, you know the the one arm. It's the Malaga Cathedral, and it's uh, the one arm. Cathedral. It's really pretty inside yeah. and it's well worth going in. Um, again, lines sometimes tend to be long and, and um, there are parts of the church that you can go into that doesn't, um, that you just go in as a, as a person walking around a church and then they have yeah. other portions of it that you pay for. It's a very small amount, but again, it's, you know, in, in more ways than one, this is how it keeps some of the churches keep keep going these days because of tourism and stuff. And so some people may feel like, you know, I shouldn't be charged to go into a church. If you kind of look at it like they've got to do the upkeep to maintain for these thousands of tourists that come through. So it's usually not very much, maybe five or six euros. Um, I'm not sure how much this one was, but again, we had been in before, so we didn't go in. This was a busy, a very busy day. So those are the kinds of things that if you're going to come to someplace like Malaga or someplace that you've never been, and you really want to see some of these things, as we've mentioned before, it really pays to do your homework. See if you need to get a, 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 a ticket to the Picasso Museum. If you're not good, if you're not on a cruise and you're not using the cruise um, ex excursions, and you're going to do this on your own, book it in advance. Yeah, just take take some time, do a little research, and you may say, "Hey, you know what? I do want to spend the time to go to the Malaga Cathedral, and I want to stand in the line." Um, and uh, Rick, we've mentioned before, uh, Rick Steves is a great resource. He has. Um, he knows what he's doing, and it's a great way. Uh, it's all in Europe mostly, so I'm sure if you um, um, to picked up a Rick Steves book on Malaga, it will give you all the tips on how to get into the museums and the cathedrals, uh, kind of a one-stop shop. So, um, but yeah, so we enjoyed it. Um, the weather was gorgeous, couple, and then a couple more things on the cathedral. Uh, there's a because they had a real issue with pirates back in the late 1600s and 1700s. So when they built the cathedral, um, the walls that were facing the sea, they put, which look, looks kind of like downspouts in a way, <clears throat> and water goes through them, so they're used for that, but they made them look like cannons when they built them. So anybody that was attacking um, the city 
and would get up to the the cathedral, they could they could close it up and it looked like it was uh, armed and uh, you know hopefully they would you know not try to uh, attack the cathedral. It was just an interesting thing. Also, the they they built one of the the towers and it's the second highest tower in Andalusia, um, and they were planning to build a second one and it's never been done. So they call it the the, the one armed cathedral. Um, so. Anyway, it remains unfinished. It doesn't mean that it won't be done in the future, but it's very beautiful. So, um, the the Moorish walls came right up to the cathedral, and the I was saying that you know the when they built the Moorish palace and fortifications, they were taking stones from the the Roman amphitheater. Well, part of the cathedral, they did the same thing. They used part of the old Moorish walls and and some of the stones to help build it on a portion of it. It also has really nice gardens around it and it has uh, fountains and, and uh, walkways and, and fish and things and you know, it's, it just makes for a little pleasant experience. So we, like I said, so we enjoyed Malaga and we had a good time and then after Malaga we went to Barcelona and we'll fill you in on our next podcast about what we did in Barcelona. And uh, again, it's one of our favorite cities. So we've got lots of good stories to tell you about Barcelona and how we got robbed. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so that's it for Malaga and um, our tips of the day, um, travel tips of the day. My travel tip of the day, it kind of goes back to a thing I talked earlier about technology. Um, and it's also this technology and dealing with people. Uh, you're going to find, I'm sure like after COVID, a lot of restaurants quit using um, menus and I think they've discovered it's cheaper and whatever so now a lot of you go to a table and you'll see a, a, a code and you put your phone on and it immediately takes you to the internet and then you can um, scan the menu it's not really scan then the menu is there in front of you and usually there is a place on it that you can choose your language of choice ours obviously is English and so it, it works fine. The, the problem with that is, is even with us using T-Mobile and most of the time not having any issues, sometimes downloading the menu takes longer than, in my, my opinion, than it should. It's a lot of data. And so, um, so what, what, what goes to my other tip is, is don't be afraid if you're sitting at a table and the menu's taking forever, reach over to the guy next to you at the table and go, hey, do you speak English or have, do you have the menu or you know, some sort of communication and um, most everybody's going to be like either they're going to speak English or they're going to show you it on their phone and etc. So it makes things a little bit easier because we found them, again, to be a little more um, problematic. In fact, today we were, we were at the hotel um, in Ibiza where we are now and I went to the guy and I'm like, can I see the drink menu? And he goes, and he give me the barcode thing and I, and the scanner. And I'm like, you know, I just kind of looked at him like, really? And he's like, looks at me in this very condescending voice, ma'am, you have to embrace technology. And I also wanted to tell him, embrace this dude. Um, because it was like, you know, I know what you're talking about, but it's just inconvenient. And, but that's the part of traveling and you have to kind of adapt or go someplace else that has a, a drink menu that you can read. But it's, so, where, it's where Europe's going and, and technology and I've seen a little bit of it in the U.S. as, as well. So um, we've talked before about you know T-Mobile and we have text and data in 141 countries, some faster than others. Um, you know, and it's mostly 2 or 3G, but it's moving 
uh, towards four or five, and it, it's it's amazing versus traveling just 15 years ago, um, <clears throat> what we can accomplish in the communications that we have uh, between us and, and our friends and family back home. I know our kids are thrilled because we can communicate with them at all times. Um, but again, we, tip of the day, when you're at a restaurant, if you can't download it, you know, talk to the talk to the person next door to you or the woman standing in line with you or the man. You're going to find everybody's probably most awfully to helpful. And that's how you make new friends when you travel. So that's our trips, our tips on Malaga. Um, we will be talking to you guys soon. Again, if anybody has questions or wants any information, please feel free to reach out with us. We'd love to hear your comments, and uh, we'll go from there. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, Agus. Hey, Julie. Travel. Travel. Adventures. Adventures.